Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. All right, guys, believe it or not, there is another boogeyman roaming around the financial markets. Always something, but this time, it's coming in the form of a debt ceiling. So markets have been really volatile this past month, actually, honestly, this whole year, but talks about the debt ceiling. They've really ramped up investor emotions and They just, it's creating a lot of fear out there. So investors really, they move between two emotions, fear and greed. And that's part of my job is to help you live in between those two lines and not get caught making decisions solely off of one of those two emotions. Okay, so what the heck is the debt limit? Well, we all pay bills. You pay your light bill, your mortgage, your water, your gas, all the fun stuff that we get to pay. The government has bills to pay also. It just comes in the form of military salaries, uh, public sector salaries, retiree benefits, interest on national debt outstanding, all sorts of stuff. So what happens is the, the United States Treasury, they sell bonds, meaning that they are issuing new debt to investors all over the world. And at the same time that they're doing this, they're continuing to spend more than they make, meaning that they have to issue even more debt to continue to pay the obligations that they have. And then this just perpetually continues and continues and the national debt, as we know, just goes up and up and up and up. So we have this so-called, my air quotes here, debt ceiling that is supposed to limit the max amount that the US can actually borrow, which it currently stands at $31.4 trillion. Now, since we are reaching now that that, uh, debt ceiling, theoretically, it does mean that America's financial system is about to run out of money. But the debt ceiling, it's been raised, guess how many times? You're not even going to believe this stat. Guess how many times the U.S. debt ceiling has been raised since 1917? 102 times. (laughs) So it really shows you how strong this debt ceiling is and how often it actually holds. So the most logical question, at least when we're thinking on the fear side of this whole thing, is What actually happens if the debt ceiling is not raised? Because Janet Yellen, she keeps warning us that if politicians cannot come to a conclusion, the U.S. is flat out of money by June 1st. It's the dreaded X date, which it sounds like a scary movie, the X date. (laughs) And if you've watched the news or you read too much about this, you dive down the rabbit hole of what they're saying about this, you might actually feel like you are watching a scary movie. Because you know what? June 1st, this X date is right around the corner. So if the debt ceiling is not raised, then the U.S. is going to start missing out on some of their obligations. Same as being late on your mortgage payment. It's not good for your personal credit score or your financial record. 
It's the same for the government. Fitch ratings, they've already threatened to downgrade the U.S. economy from its AAA status. And it sounds kind of silly, honestly, that somebody can actually downgrade the credit rating of the U.S. economy. But they really can. So if the U.S. really goes out in default on its payments, yes, that would cause financial chaos. Imagine all of a sudden you're, you know, people that are relying on social security checks, those aren't coming in. People working in the military, they're not getting their salaries. People working in the public sector, they're not getting their wages. The value of government debt plummets. I mean, it's a huge cause for concern, of course, if that were to actually happen. I mean, the U.S. government debt is considered to be the single safest asset class in the financial system. So imagine if that crashes, every uh, semi-safe asset class is going to look way more risky than it used to, and it could send a huge shockwave of fear and panic selling throughout the financial markets. Plus, I mean, as bad as that is, borrowing costs also around the U.S. and the world would increase, which we've obviously seen throughout this last year and a half. That's not great for markets either. So, I mean, realistically, come on, if we start thinking like that, there are so many doomsday scenarios that we could come up with that all of a sudden you're just going to feel like hiding your money in, in sacks, bury them in the backyard and never leave your house again because the world's coming to an end. I'm not saying at all that these crazy bad scenarios are going to happen. It's just theoretically, if the U.S. did default and they did not raise the debt ceiling and we did run out of money, obviously it wouldn't look good. But as of right now, we're basically just in a political stalemate. Republicans, no shocker, want spending cuts. And they're using the deadline as bargaining power. Democrats, no shocker, they want to increase taxes. There's no new news here. Normally, these debt ceiling fights, they end up being resolved at the last minute, miraculously avoiding default. May, you know, not surprising at all. But when we look at the last few times that the debt ceiling was raised, what was happening to the markets back then? Back in December of 2021, Congress raised the debt ceiling by $2.5 trillion. In March of 2019, they raised it by $2.2 trillion. In December of 2017, they raised it almost a trillion. I mean, there is an obvious pattern here. <laughs> this debt ceiling issue, it's not something new. The government always spends more than they make, always, all the time. There's going to be another X date in a year or so from now. They're going to have to debate it all over again. It's a never-ending cycle. But the last time that the U.S. debt was actually downgraded and it was, you know, this, I guess, severe of sort of an issue was back in 2011 during that debt crisis. Um, lawmakers, they actually came to an agreement, get this, two hours before the U.S. was going to default, which is just absolutely insane that something that big that serious and that potentially dangerous. They waited until the final two hours to get it done. But also, I mean, how would they know that they're seriously two hours away from running out of I, I don't know. The whole the whole thing is just kind of a lot. It's, it's weird to think about. But those are the numbers. They waited until the final two hours to get that done in 2011. Two days after that time, the U.S. debt was ground downgraded for the first time in history. So from when Congress signed the deal on July 14th, of 2011 up until August 8th, that was where the market bottomed. The S&P fell roughly 17% during that time frame, but the next 12 months, it rose back up 28%. So 
you know, obviously that's only one other scenario. It just seems to be the best representative case of what's currently happening. I'm not at all saying that we're going to see a 17% drop and then a major quick rebound. However, moral of the story that I wanted to get across here is the media is obviously going to jump all over the fear aspect of this. Could it be scary if the U.S. defaults and their debt is downgraded? Absolutely it could. But history shows us that even if they wait until the final two hours, they always have come to a resolution and continue to raise the debt ceiling. So I would not go moving everything into cash and into panic mode. Could we see some short-term downside volatility? Absolutely. The longer that this is drawn out, the more pressure that's going to be put onto the market here. And I do think there's going to be some downside volatility coming forward. But remember, volatility creates buying opportunities. And if you have dry gunpowder in cash, and not that you're moving everything into cash, but if you've been sitting on a little bit of extra cash, I do think that you're going to get some buying opportunities here in the short term. But for most people, the best plan of action is to remain calm and continue dollar cost averaging into the market. Let other people try and play the timing game, the ones that think they can pick the exact time to sell and then get the perfect day that they're going to put their money back in. If you think that way, trust me, there's always going to be another reason that you will not want to get back in. Before you know it, all of a sudden you missed out on all the gains that happened. So stay diversified, stay dollar cost averaging, and stay consistent. And if I can help in any way, if you want to talk about your financial goals and talk about a game plan to help you reach those goals while taking on the least amount of risk, I would love to help you chat. It's a free call. You can always go to my website at hunterlowry.com and book a discovery call there. There is a link to my personal calendar. Again, I would love to get to meet you and give you some feedback. So with that, everybody, it's a great day to have a great day.